Elon Musk was born in Pretoria, Africa. His first big achievement was a video game called Blaster at 12 years old. He moved to Canada at 17 for two years, then to the US. At 24, he dropped out of college to found Zip2, a searchable directory of businesses tied to a map. After that, he founded X.com, an online bank, which later merged with a competitor into PayPal. He is now most known for funding space exploration technologies, or SpaceX, and taking over Tesla Motors, now Tesla, as CEO, as well as co-founding Neuralink and OpenAI. This is episode one of the Intellectual Work podcast about the work habits of Elon Musk. Most of the information I taken from Ashley Vance's book, Elon Musk, Tesla, SpaceX, and the quest for a fantastic future. And I gotta say, after skimming through it, after like a couple of years, uh, after reading it, um, I really got into it. It's really probably one of the best books I've read. Um, so he starts this book with uh, describing his first meeting with Elon Musk. And the first thing he notes is that Elon eats really fast. And that's, of course, there's a part of it that he just doesn't have time. But uh, that got me thinking um, that maybe there is something more to it also. Uh, because there is this military habit that people always walk fast. Uh, of course, again, they always have to have somewhere to be. Mm, but uh, I think there might be more to it. Uh, I think it's it also gives you this aggressive edge. Uh, it makes you really go in there and go in there with the intention of just crushing it. And I think that's, of course, maybe that doesn't have such a huge impact, but I believe there is some benefit to just doing all the things that, all the chores basically, uh, really fast. And from my own experience, I know that when I take a break intentionally and then go to the bathroom during that break, um, it's very different from when I'm just working really hard and then I just quickly go to the bathroom and then come back as quickly as possible. It's very different. And in the second case, uh, my mind is always still on the task. So it's like, it's almost as if I didn't take any break. Mm. Whereas taking a break, of course, takes your mind off the task. And then your mind has to come back to the task. And there's, there's a bit of, of a momentum in it. Mm, it takes a while to get back to the task. Um, so that's one thing. He also, uh, the author also notes that Elon takes, always takes full control uh, over everything. 
in this example is the biography, of course. He's very hands-on. And there is this quote uh, from from his Zip Two Days. Actually, this is about his Zip Two Days. So Elon says, yeah, we had some very good software engineers at Zip2, but I mean, I could code way better than them. And I just go in and fix their fucking code. I would be frustrated waiting for this stuff, so I'm going to go and fix your code. And now it runs five times faster, you idiot. And of course, that's bad leadership. Um, And he admits that, of course, this is... His, uh, it's something of a self-mockery. Um, but still, even today, I think there is... Um, there is still... He's still hands-on. Um, I think the, in the biography, uh, even at the end... Uh, knew when this biography was released um, the author still said that Elon was hands-on and that that I don't know if that's really a good thing um, because if you know Joko Willing uh, he's a podcast Joko podcast and well that's not that important but here's a book uh, called extreme ownership and in it there is a rule uh, called the lead from the back and it's it basically comes down to not micromanaging your people and that's exactly what Elon does he micromanages everything he uh, takes this code uh, someone else's code and just Goes in, goes in and fixes it uh, and changes it. Actually, there probably wasn't that big of a change after he fixed it. It wasn't probably that much better and it ruined their relationship. Mm. So, of course, that's... Of course, that particular example is, is a bad example of what to do. Mm. But still, even now, probably, he he goes deeply into what uh, the, his subordinates are doing. Uh, he goes deeply into the process. And maybe, I believe that could be just because he's just smart. He's, he's a very smart guy, so he, can, he can't do that. And still have a sort of perspective um, so anyway I believe that isn't really a good thing mm, not something to follow really um, the author also acknowledges that Elon is very very optimistic about the future mm, which I believe uh that leads to progress i think it's it's more product it's just more productive to be optimistic i don't think that 
it's that it doesn't matter whether you optimistic or pessimistic. I think the optimists win, and the optimist with the same set of skills will always be better than the pessimist because I believe this is like um, you know that reward always gives better motivation than punishment so I believe this is linked in some way this is connected and yeah probably I believe being an optimist is always a good thing um, just more a more productive approach mm. so he also uh, has one very specific goal well actually maybe a couple of specific goals but still uh, there is a number of them uh, a finite number like uh, probably three um, uh, one of them is uh, something related to Neuralink and OpenAI. Uh, the other one is um, related to Tesla. Um, and of course, uh, the last one is putting men on Mars, which is related to SpaceX. Um, and those are very specific goals. And he has three of them, right? He doesn't just have a general amount like this is important but this is also important and this is kind of important no he has three and the the three that he cares about and nothing else matters mm. so this is he has for a very long long time has did, had this goal Mm. And in my opinion, that's uh, that gives you leverage. Like you need time to do something greater. The longer time you give yourself, the more you can accomplish. Uh, so when people are mm, doing things that you know have long, short-term goals, they accomplish this goal. And then they move to another goal, which is probably somewhat related, but still it's not the same as having just one goal and all your other short-term goal should lead to that specific goal or having free and then all your choices um, should lead to one of those three. Uh, so, yeah, I believe that's important to have a limited number of goals, specific specific goals that you can do, not like making the world a better place or something. That's too, de too general and it's... Like, what can you do to do that? To accomplish that goal? Well, you can give to charity, but some charities are scum and you know you can take some actions but you're never really going to accomplish that so 
uh, of course, specific smart goals, basically. Uh, specific, measurable, achievable, I think, was A. And then R was something, and then T is time-bound. They don't exactly have to be time-bound in the sense that you should do them before you die. Or at least mm, have such an impact on society, I guess, uh, that people after that, after you, will continue that goal and even eventually that goal will be reached. And of course, uh, you should accelerate that goal. But um, you should think more of, of it. You should think about it more in the sense of uh, if you don't do it, if you don't uh, specifically, intentionally uh, motivate people to achieve that goal then they never never will. Of course, they might, but you want to be 100% sure. Mm. So now let's take a break to talk about his schedule. So on Monday he talks about SpaceX, on Tuesday he... he uh, on Monday he works at SpaceX, um, on Tuesday SpaceX, then uh, goes to work on, for Tesla, on Tesla uh, on Wednesday, um, Tesla, and then Thursday, Tesla, then SpaceX, and Friday, uh, SpaceX, and then on Saturday, he sometimes uh, has a conference, sometimes uh, he just goes to work, um, and sometimes he goes hiking, so he actually does have, to have some free time. Uh, and on Sunday, it's usually family and obligations so that of course of course he wouldn't uh, go between spacex and tesla every day that's uh, that's wasting time uh, so but there is if he could i believe he still would spe spend if it took like uh, two hours to go between SpaceX and Tesla, I believe he would still spend like two days at SpaceX, then two days at Tesla, and two days at SpaceX. Because that's... Mm, that's there isn't much switching tasks. He, there might be some goal that is more long-term, but he can actually get that done in two days. Mm. But he wouldn't be able to get that done in half a day, of course. Uh, so, yeah, two days is a pretty good period to get something done. It's like, if it takes longer than two days, then okay, you can do two days and then have a two-day break and then go back uh, for another two days. Mm. But if it's less, then 
there are too many tasks that you just when you two days doing the same thing for two days uh, or one day and then you go back the next day to do it there is everything is fresh it's just if you uh, if you've read Carl Newport's uh, deep work you probably know already that um, the longer well maybe not the longer but there is it takes like it takes some time um, to fully focus on one specific task um, and then doing related things that's everything that you've got you've done is still fresh in your mind uh, so you just in it 100% and you can keep that up for two days and then probably you need to uh, switch to something else mm. so yeah this is I don't know if this is a drastic change from SpaceX to Tesla I don't know if this counts as a sort of vacation in a sense that mm, he's doing SpaceX and then he rests from doing SpaceX by doing Tesla that probably isn't the case but there is I believe there is uh, some aspect of it that uh, he works for SpaceX or oh, actually actually there might not be uh, it might just be that he needs to um, just go to Tesla to get get urgent things done um, but he doesn't want to make that period any shorter than two days um, so also as far as decompression goes, uh, he works hard but plays hard. Also, he works hard but plays harder. Well, okay, he probably works harder than he plays, but he also plays hard. Mm, and that's, I think, for most people, that's counterintuitive mm, because he doesn't just. It's not uh, playing hard, or I don't know how to say. Yeah, I think that's that's like the what's the saying? Play when work when you work and play when you when you play. So he doesn't take that in the sense of uh, I'm going to work super hard on this thing um, for five days, and then two days I'm going to not do anything for the entire weekend. Um, that's, I believe, that's not the right approach. Mm, I don't believe you need to do that. And I believe it might hurt your mindset, in a sense. Because there is this momentum. Like, you're, you're going hard at it for five days. And then you... You, you relax and not do anything and then when you come back you need to 
get back into this mindset. But I don't think that is needed. I don't think that's, that relaxation is really needed because I believe it's just the matter of switching tasks. Mm, I believe if you just... If you mm, work intellectually for five days really hard and your brain starts to really hurt and you just feel like not doing anything, then actually probably mm, a hard workout will be better. Uh, well, maybe, okay, that's too much, but like a... That's too short of a period, but a two-day bike trip would be much better than um, uh, just two days of not doing anything. Uh, because you're still in that mindset that, okay, I've worked really hard with my brain for five days, and now I have this time to not work with my brain. But I have to keep working hard to keep that momentum of just getting after it all the time. Uh, and I have to work really hard with my body for two days. And then I can go back and again work with my mind for five days really hard. So I believe, I also believe that uh, you shouldn't just take free time as in just not doing anything I think if you want to take some time off you should plan something like going somewhere or even like playing a game a video game for one whole day almost and then the next day you're watching uh, movies for the whole day that's I believe that's still better um, than just not having a plan and doing whatever whatever is easiest. Um, so that's 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 it for this introduction. Um, introductory part of the book. Uh, now we get into his childhood and um, he read uh, a lot of comics as a boy. I don't know if that's really that really shaped him into who he is now and how he works and his it didn't develop his work ethic. Well, actually it, it might have in the same uh, the same way as um, reading books, which I believe might be better, but also I don't really re read comics, so maybe I just don't know comics. Maybe reading comics is fine, but a better bet would probably be still books. Um, books are very important, reading books because it's a long time when you have to focus pretty intensely on one specific task. 
and that's a theme that um, that is present in many biographies of those uh, very successful people. Um, even Elon uh, had this trance-like state uh, where he would just uh, focus on one thing and block out everything outside of his outside of this task everything ev all the external stimuli um, and then kids would come up and beat him for it um, but yeah that's I think uh, that comes a comes up a lot when reading biographies of successful people something like that uh, it also comes up with Bill Gates uh, who I believe with his wife um, was doing um, jigsaw puzzles and then he just he kept at it until he was done he wouldn't eat he wouldn't sleep he would just keep trying to solve it until he was done and yeah again with Carl Newport's deep work that's there is Elon Musk doesn't do that probably anymore like maybe even not at all but it's still because he's just busy and there are more urgent things that are also shallow more shallow than this trance-like state um, that he needs to take care of uh, but he probably also has those moments where he really needs to figure something out and he just again blocks out the entire outside world and focuses on this simple task um, and probably now it's like more like 30 minutes instead of a couple of hours uh, but it might be that he just got really good in um, getting into that state so now he can just go in and out and he can just go into that state for 30 minutes and then out and he's done um, so but I believe this is still, even if if it's it's not that needed for him now, then I believe still uh, it's in a way a good exercise for the mind. Uh, now, of course, what does it mean? I don't know, but it probably works. Uh, mm, Carl Newport in his book also describes memorizing cards as also this kind of exercise and he well maybe not swears by it but um, he recommends it as an exercise and it might it might not uh, immediately um, transfer into other into your work but 
I believe over time, for some reason, and I don't know why, but it just, it trains the mind in some way, I think. Uh, so, also reading, uh, he read a lot of sci-fi books, and that, I believe, might be even more important than working the mind. Just uh, this, this working the mind really probably more helps with reading books than actually transferring into your work. Mm. But books, of course, can be read much faster than a podcast like this could be listened to. Mm. So, of course, there's more information and you can just do it quicker in a way. The same information you can take in quicker. Uh, so that's, that's why books are probably the best medium of uh, attaining information of any sort, even if it's just a story. Mm. But sci-fi, why it's important? Because uh, it's motivation. Uh, and of course, there is a lot of people will say that motivation doesn't matter. It's really, um, it's really discipline that's important. Um, but I don't believe it's true, because of course uh, they're saying that discipline doesn't matter. It's fleeting, uh, and then you should and that you should focus on getting disciplined is also a sort of motivational quote. It's, it's just that. It's, it's not actually good advice, I believe. And I think that, of course, discipline is needed, but if you're doing your... If you're doing what you have to do, but you're not perhaps winning at it 100%, uh, then I believe you don't lack discipline, you lack motivation. And, um, and actually, people don't have, problem, don't have a problem with concepts like pride or, or something, or yeah, just being proud of your achievements and being invested in what you are doing, following your passion, whatever that means. Uh, of course, startup, startups will tell you that they want people who are passionate about what they're doing. And no one has a problem with that, apparently. But motivation is shunned upon. And I don't think that's... Uh, a good approach. I think motivation, of course, if you just take motivation as seeing a motivational picture and then going out running and then you come back and then you never go out running again, of course that's not good good motivation, but or if it's just like uh, you want to start writing and then one day you wake up and you feel 
you feel like writing, so you write and then never come back to it. Uh, that's of course not what I am talking about. Uh, but that's very, very shallow. I believe that's almost no motivation. That's very, that's motivation for a very short period of time. Mm. And I don't believe it's very strong. I believe it's just, I believe it's just that those videos and images, motivational images and videos are just weak. And that's, that's a weak form of motivation. However, if you are already working on something, if you are a student, you study at a university, uh, say physics, uh, and you're already doing it, then motivation, if you're really applying yourself, then motivation can only help you, and it can help you in a big way if you cultivate it. Don't just... I don't mean just looking at videos and uh, motivational images and that's it and then working hard for a day and then going back to normal. I mean, mm, watching videos is okay as long as you realize that this, that you're playing the long game. Um, for example, one channel that I really like is real engineering mm. and that is very good at building motivation you realize how you remember how cool actually what you're doing is mm. and sci-fi books also mm, work the same way and they also make you think a little more about the future, which also is motivation for your work. You want the future to be better, not worse. So, um, yeah, I believe that cultivating your motivation, playing the long game, uh, also morale is something that people don't have a problem with. Um, and motivation is, of course, a big part of morale. So. I believe that cultivating your motivation every day, um, either reading something or watching YouTube videos, but not the motivational kind that will just, that is shallow, that um, makes you want to go work on something and that's it. Um, actually, just. Just if it if it just makes you want to work on something, that's bad, because um, you want it to you want it to motivate you to achieve a certain goal, and then you work on achieving that goal, and you want that motivation to um, be a reminder why you want to uh, accomplish that goal. So. That was a bit long about books, but books are pretty cool. Um, again, with this trans-like state, um, he got his Commodore 
uh, on which he wrote Blaster. Mm. Uh, of course, first he had to learn BASIC, which is the programming language uh, for the Commodore. And he says that it was supposed to take like six months to get through the lessons. I just got super OCD on it and stayed up for three days with no sleep and did the entire thing. And that again uh, is this deep state of long work. Uh, I believe you can also do that with just now. Uh, like in uh, in our times, you don't have to learn basic, but you can learn C++ or something that will be useful. Mm. Or maybe if you feel like it, then you can learn basic. Mm, get a cheap used Commodore or something. Uh, you can also just mm, do that now for three days with no sleep. Uh, I, that probably wasn't exactly three days, it probably was like just over 48 hours. Mm. It's. I don't believe really uh, that this took the entire. Uh, just. Mm, what is it? 72 hours? Yeah, I think that's. Wait. Yeah, that's it. 72 hours. I don't believe that, that it, it took 72 hours. Probably just over 48. But, yeah, you can do that. And it's a good exercise, I believe. Taking one specific task and accomplishing it in a rather short amount of time. Uh, just not, not taking any breaks, basically. Uh, probably also not showering, showering or, or anything. Um, also, uh, leaving time for something is good. Uh, just leaving time for something to finish just in case. Like if you expect something to, like if you expect to finish something in two hours, mm, then you might want to give yourself another two hours just in case you don't, fin you don't finish that and you need more time to not stop. And then also you have to have another time, another task that you can do if you actually do manage to uh, complete that task in time. Mm. So yeah, that's, mm, that's basically his early childhood. Uh, later he got to college and then there he met people who were more like him. Um, one particular thing that he could also do then is talk with his friends about physics. And that seems like the most nerdy thing that you could do, but it's actually pretty smart. Uh, I believe that uh, that's also keeping up this motivation. Mm. 
that everything you do is related to physics and then you you do different things but it's always uh, to get better at physics or it's just physics related it's just you you really buy into this persona of someone who just who is really into physics and then you will feel like you you are more of this person so uh, you're going to do even more to be that person in a way if that makes sense um, he also talked with his brother Kimball when he was taking when they were taking car trips uh, they were talking just just daydreaming talking about the future and the dreams of the dot-com era mm, that's also in my opinion very a very good way to keep up that motivation and it's also a way to think about the future in a more diffuse way not focused mm, and share opinions and it's just I think that's uh, that's really something that it's really useful I believe um, and it of course allows you to relax while still making progress towards whatever your goal is getting better at whatever you're working on uh, so one thing that that this is probably the most important thing that Elon Musk do Elon Musk does for his proactivity and just he just works hard and this whole the, this whole idea of this podcast is basically how to get yourself to work harder and that's not as simple as just doing more hours mm. but it's still Mm, it still comes down mostly to more hours but intensity is also important but it's it's not that important I believe mm, it works 100, 120 plus hours a week uh, so I believe that's not that's, that's every day so not counting the weekends I mean not he doesn't take weekends, he doesn't take breaks during the weekend. Uh, that's 17 hours a day, um, every day. Because if it was uh, just Monday through Friday, then it would be 24 hours. Um, he also doesn't sleep a lot, and that's... That's actually something that many successful people do and I'm not sure if this is such a good thing. Uh, many would argue that this is bad for you. Um, 
but I believe that this isn't that bad. Uh, that the more important things um, than just uh, that you know you can get a good sleep um, and not not lose the benefits of uh, sleep, not start to lose concentration or something uh, when you're sleeping less than probably most would uh, would say is right for an average human. But I believe, I don't know if I need, I personally need a lot of sleep, so I don't really know how you could reduce that amount. But if you can, then if you don't sleep a lot, then I don't believe um, you should really try so hard to get to sleep longer, uh, of course quality of sleep matters. I believe quality is more important uh, if you feel okay, that, that your sleeping schedule is okay, that you can survive on it. I guess you should first, if you're sleeping uh, less than recommended, then I believe Mm, you should first make sure that your the quality of your sleep is the best mm. and then if you feel like that's if you doing every, if the quality of your sleep is basically the best that it can be and you feel okay then I don't believe you should really try to increase the time that you sleep. Uh, and again with this um, this idea of always keeping that momentum of getting after it and doing everything that you can to win. He was on a bike trip with other Zip2 employees and he climbed to the top even though he wasn't in a condition to do so. That's just, again, he was, it was supposed to be relaxation, but he did everything to win. And yeah, that's just an example. And also another example is they have, they had in, I believe it was Zip2 still, uh, they had Quake tournaments and they always won. And I wonder why. Um, he also... Uh, another thing that the author talks about uh, is that Elon um, might not spend that much money, might try to squeeze, just not not spend spend the least amount of money or on like things that are related directly to making rockets or something. Mm, but he always makes sure that the environment that they're in 
uh, is in pristine condition. Mm. And that's, I believe, uh, that's... Mm, you want to keep your workspace neat and heavily work-oriented, so that when you go there, you know that you're at work, and that this is you should live up to the expectation that this place seems to have on how hard you're going to work in a way of course you've heard uh, about making your room that's that's the same idea mm, about uh, making your bed and cleaning your room uh, but I think you can also take that further, just uh, making sure that always improving your workspace and also dividing your workspace into the living area, well, dividing your room perhaps, or just having two different rooms, like your office and your bedroom, splitting that area. Um, I believe that that can have profound effects. Uh, something that he talks about also uh, is that he gets his best ideas while showering. And that's a good way, of course, to get ideas. Mm, as long as you're working hard, don't force it, don't, when you want new ideas, don't just go to the shower, just, it must come naturally, in a sense, uh, you must first have to work in this really focused mode, mm. and then if you take a shower, uh, an idea might pop into your mind, but don't try to force it. First, make sure that you're doing everything in this focus mode, um, that you're just working really hard. Uh, and you don't have to, well, <laughs> you don't have to shower. Uh, in a way, you don't have to. Uh, that's not the only way uh, to work in this diffuse mode of thinking. Um, you can also walk, and that's actually many mm, people who do a lot of intellectual work uh, as their sport prefer uh, something like jogging. Mm. They don't really do uh, a lot of sports that require focused thinking. Uh, jogging is probably the most uh, f the most popular among those who work with the mind. Um, but also just walking uh, is good. Mm, it's probably better than running. Uh, in this sense. Um, something that for me is controversial is what he calls batching. 
and I believe only he uses that term for it because it's just multitasking. For example, he answers emails while eating or having a meeting over lunch. Uh, he says, what I find uh, what I find is I'm able to be with my kids and still be on email. I can be with them and still be working at the same time. If I didn't, I wouldn't be able to get my job done. And I think that's, that's the thing. He just has to work. Uh, but he also can be with their kids and that's, that's less than optimal, probably, but he just, that's the best that he can do. He just has to get this work done. Mm. And I really don't believe in multitasking. Uh, I always try to only do one thing at a time. Uh, I try to never multitask, multitask as little as possible. Uh, another example is going through emails and invoices while on phone meeting and while on phone meetings and interviews. Uh, that's not that's probably a little rude. I wouldn't do that probably. Um, but it. This is, I believe, something that just works for him because of the position that he's in. Uh, I don't think you should, you should strive to do that. I think as little multitasking as possible is better. Uh, and something interesting also. All SpaceX employees might, must write an essay on why they want to work there. And this is, of course, it's important for him to understand why they want to work there. Um... And it's, it also helps in the interview process because he knows, okay, this person just, this person doesn't really fit here. Um, and yeah, just helps eliminating those who don't have the right reasons to work there, but, uh, he might not think of some reason why his best employees might want to work there. Well, just, you know, he uh, he might not think of some reason, but then when he looks at what someone wrote, he might think that's, yeah, that's a good idea, that this person will get their work done. Mm. But it's also important for you, uh, as an interviewee, uh, because um, you need to know why. It cannot be understated how much of an impact knowing why you're doing something has uh, on how well you perform and it doesn't really seem like like it has that much of an impact because it just seems like you're having a good day and then you just have more of those good days but in fact you just you really the amount of 
good days that you have compared uh, to if you didn't have a clear reason why you are doing this is just it speaks for itself um, so yeah I believe even if your interviewer doesn't mm, require you to write an essay uh, then you should still do it just know why you want to work there and go there with a clear goal in mind mm -hmm. and also something that Elon does is uh, he learns from his employees when just when talking about something if there is something that Elon doesn't understand then he just asks and that's a good advice just in school or university or college whatever um, that just it's an opportunity to learn um, so yeah just well maybe it's obvious in college but outside of college uh, it's not that obvious but if you get the opportunity to learn something from someone then it's a good opportunity you already have a reason why you want to learn that because you're talking about this subject so yeah that's I believe that's a really really nice way to learn and it builds up the conversation uh, so that was Elon Musk mm, a lot of lessons here Mm, some of them are controversial in a way uh, again this is just not everything that he does got him uh, where he is uh, some of the things that he does are just the conse consequence of the situation that he's in mm -hmm. So with that, thank you for listening.